welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I've got a special guest with me today, Lester. How are you doing? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I want to talk to you about Grok. Yeah. So yeah, Grok's a zine that I that I came out with a couple weeks ago on Kickstarter. Uh, I mean, it's a Gonzo adventure RPG zine format, kind of a unique system to kind of complement the you know weird weird world that it's set in. So that's kind of the the gist of it. But what kind of system are you using exactly? I'm curious about that. Uh, so it's it's its own system. So it's a it has a lot of its own bells and whistles. So I tried to since it's its own thing, I tried to put a lot of the you know the mechanics and what makes it tick in the Kickstarter description, so people actually know like how it works before they commit to it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it pulls a lot of inspirations from um, from a combination of different OSR and kind of loose uh, narrative games at the same time, but trying to keep everything really character centric and immersive <laughs> so, yeah so it's kind of hard to to describe it until to describe it you know aptly yeah. without getting to the details of it but it pulls a lot from like a freeform universal and fate cortex prime you know loose open and narrative type games like that uh but it but at its heart it tries to keep the you know core tenets of uh, osr games true and that you know things should be dangerous players should have agency and what they what their characters do is important, you know, and what they do have has consequences. I'm a big fan of that having having player agency and stuff like that in games, and letting your players be able to pretty much take control of the game and take it where they want to go. I like that in the game. So I, I'll give you a thumbs up there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Man. When you say Gonzo, what kind of things can we expect? Because that could be a lot of stuff. Yeah, it can. So, uh, I mean, going into it it's the system has to account account for pretty much anything so the sitting the setting that this is based on is really like a high high science fantasy type setting right it's uh takes takes a lot of inspiration from numenera as far as you know post-apocalyptic magic high-tech societies intermerged and then you have generations after that that have no idea how to work anything so that's all in there but it takes a lot of influence from uh, games like Troika and Electric Bastion Land, where the the setting is is kind of just a part of the game and a part of the characters and how things roll up. So it's a lot of uh, it's it's a lot of it's enforced mostly by undertones, right? The setting isn't isn't very explicit. Yeah, there's no like walls of text telling you what the world is. We're going to discover right. it through perhaps uh, whatever equipment's out there or whatever things that we're building characters out of or whatever there is available for the DM to throw at you, essentially. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 that's right. And I mean, I do, there is, there is some setting history and it gets into it a little bit more in the zine. Uh, so I guess the, the history of Grok, the planet is uh, magicians in and like tech, high tech, you know, scientists work together uh, on this planet. And it's a hollow world and at the center is this void star which is pretty much like an eldritch abomination at the middle in the center of the earth kind of uh, and they figured out a way to harness it, its power to fuel their technology so they're technomancers and then you know that went wrong caused a apocalypse and then you're dealing with the fallout of that so the the planet like ruptured so you have floating islands throughout the sky and there's oh, a cool 
a, a giant mechanical shell that encapsulated the whole planet that deteriorated that worked as like a hub for trans-dimensional travel so there's so it's anywhere from you know just people trying to survive the wasteland to extra dimensional beings with ultra tech you know technology on the same planet type of deal so it's it's really all over the place that's cool i, I appreciate that yeah I, the art's gorgeous um who did all this art yeah so all the art uh you can find the artist is at uh, instagram and twitter everywhere under doodle skelly and i mean i found his his artwork a few years ago and i got a few pieces from him immediately and and like the uh one of them was that was the type you know the main cover art and i I'd, I'd always have that in my files as working on the game because it was what it was what was driving me to, to finish the project <laughs> like I, I i had this phenomenal art i have i have to finish this game yeah yeah i i like it so for the listeners you have to you're gonna have to definitely go check out the kickstarter page or, or, or something because you have to see this it's brilliant I love the color scheme on there. It's got these sort of uh, pinks and blues that contrast just, just vibrantly. And it really catches my eye. It's right up my alley kind of art. It's the stuff I really like. I appreciate it. It's cool looking. Thanks, man. So what made you, what gave you the, was it the art that inspired this game? Or what was it that inspired you to want to put this together and put this out there? Yeah. So I guess it, it might have started a few years back because, uh, I mean, I've been playing for 20 plus years, role play, you know, TTRPGs. Uh, and I'll run a lot of one shots periodically, like, you know, holidays type one shots uh, amidst our ongoing campaigns. And uh, I was nev never able to find something that really fit all the crap that I tried to cram into these one shots, you know. And uh, so so I started tinkering around with things, trying to make the system that I always wanted to play. Uh, and it took a lot of iterations. I mean, this the project started when I finally had a game down, like a few hundred pages worth of rules and text. And then that came down to like 100 pages. And now it's down to like less than 30 pages of like just what needs to really be there. And it's taken a long time to get here. But I think it I, but I think it works. Uh, I'd rather read, you know, a, a slim book that tells me what I need to know than, you know, hundreds of pages worth of fluff so yeah so hopefully it works i i agree i think sometimes we're i think sometimes we're we're using this zine format it kind of forces the writer to kind of like but what is it i need what is it i have to include and like you said the fluff kind of gets left out so you made this for yourself for the game that right. you want to run for one shots essentially yeah well, for yeah for one shots but for ongoing campaigns too but but yeah that was that was the that was what originally set the fire under me was to get something that that ran the way i wanted it to for one shots so what are you what are you normally playing i'm curious what's your uh, you have a current ongoing campaign right now or yeah so i have a i have an awesome group of uh of people that i play with we rotate systems and, and types of games a lot you know 5e from pathfinder and 5e to gurps fate savage worlds it it's it's hard to go back through the history and tell you all the systems oh I, pretty, <laughs> yeah. I understand <laughs> i've been doing this for a while and definitely gone through a lot of systems over the years yep. how long has your group have been together have you all I'm assuming y'all have ran this a few times, different iterations of yeah. this or. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely have. They've definitely been a big part of the uh, part of the playtesting part of it. Um, <laughs> but we've been a, we've been playing together for hmm, this this group maybe maybe eight ish years, something like that. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's not bad yeah. at all. It's good. So through the playtesting, you had your larger document that you were running this with. I'm assuming you ran it with the larger edition originally, correct? Uh, yeah, well, with the larger edition, it was bits and pieces testing mechanics. Uh, and through that, it was honed. So the, the legit playtesting was done with this uh, set mm-hmm. of core rules that this is going to be done on. So was there a process when you when you first tried to run it? And said, okay, well, I noticed that this works, this doesn't. How much changed, adjusted? I'm curious to see how that process worked as you worked the system out, going from big to 30-some pages. Yeah, I mean, part of it was just trying to keep the, you know, the goals in mind. I mean, the the kind of the design goals for this I kind of mentioned earlier was to try and have something that that uh played fast but also had a lot of player agency at the same time and uh, but was character centric and a lot of like the narrative games like fate and cortex and stuff like that. They do a really good job of, of keeping things really open. Right. But they're very, they're very uh, big picture. You have to take a step back and look at the story. Right. And uh, whenever, you know, I play or, or the people I usually play with play, it's usually, we want to be like in our character you know and see the world through their eyes and when you when you're taking a step back all the time to look at the story that's not that's not the type of play that you know we enjoy doing so so there's a lot of things i think you can pull from narrative games that i tried to but uh but the type of games that are truly fun for us are like the character immersive osr adventure type games right so it's trying to find the the perfect balance between those two and so trying to keep that in mind and find systems that worked to marry those two worlds took just a lot of trial and error to try and figure it out. When you're saying OSR, I'm curious, are we talking more like with for inspiration that is, are we talking more like into the odd region? Are you talking like uh, Osric or kind of all of the above or what are we? Uh, Most of it, most of the inspiration from Grok is in the OSR adjacent world of stuff. So yeah, Mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of the Into the Odd, Troika, uh, oh, Nave, yeah. you know, the, the the staples of the OSR adjacent and uh, and hacks of those. Yeah, I'm getting ready to I haven't had a chance to run Troika yet, but I'm going to be running it here. Hopefully sooner than later, we're, we're taking Wednesday nights and we're kind of doing short campaigns of things now. Sweet. So I'm really excited to get in that Troika. I'm hoping that I can I can pick up a a, a copy of, of Grok and throw that into the ro- into the rotation. <laughs> I I was when I saw this and stumbled upon this, I was I was pretty impressed with it, the way it looked. Eventually, like I'm gonna be honest, I do believe that the cover sells a role playing game ninety percent of the time to some. Yeah, yeah, it and, does for me too getting and I, I as much as i'm like oh i don't want that to be the case sometimes you just see something like ooh, and you get drawn into it and you look at like what is this i want to know more about this and you definitely have a cover that does that for me at least so yeah, thanks man yeah i mean i have to give the you know the artist credit i mean doodle skelly did a fantastic job and emmeline who did the logo for it she's on they're both credited on that on the kickstarter page they both did a fantastic job tying their two uh, styles together on it the color scheme is amazing too. I just, it, it's, I like vibrant colors. I feel that 
sometimes that doesn't get get done a lot in role-playing games like like for some reason there seems to be sometimes there's like an attraction to like a darker dimmer yeah. illustrations and stuff i think some um, for me if i see something bright and colorful i want to play that i want to yeah. see what that's all about yeah. that interests me so well the thing is i think it's i always like contrast right so uh, oh, yeah. uh, if you have a bright you know a, a bright vibrant cover and then you have some dark undertones that you play into it those feel darker because you have the contrast right it's it's the same thing with uh you know with gonzo and weird weird settings if everything's weird nothing's weird you know so you have to you have to build some contrast in there i think yeah you gotta have some sort of mundane and then the guy that thing that pops to catch your eye like right. if you if you're working just like in in dark dim colors a lot of times you'll see people like to highlight with a bright white or something like that so that'll pop where's the contrast there with that the bright yellow on the on the on the flag there on the title at the top of that definitely pops and grabs your eye with the logo like ooh, it's it's good it's well done Thanks. appreciate it thought a little too much about the cover. no that's all right i was it's great work i i i've spent some time staring at it before i talked to you and, and i actually i reached out to you and said hey would you like to come out didn't i was, <laughs> so yeah yeah because uh, and it was that cover. I was like, yeah, I, I want to see whoever whoever's putting this game together. Talk to them for a minute. Could you tell our listeners where they can go to find your work and what you're putting out here? Yeah, so um, we have a presence on Facebook and uh, Twitter is Less Stortus Games. Uh, so you can just search that and find us real easy or look for Grok on Kickstarter or our pages. So G-R-O-K uh, and then it should come up. And and you and I, I I guarantee you when the image comes up it's gonna catch your eye because <laughs> it did. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. It's been good talking to you, and things we're coming up about on time. So, our listeners, once again, if you've listened before, you probably know what I'm going to say. But if you haven't listened. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Our blog is wobbliesandwizards.com. I'm on Twitter at Prom. We've recently launched a Patreon. We're doing a daily podcast. It's taking a little bit of money out of our, po- our pocket. So any support we can get will be greatly appreciated. Just go to Patreon backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.